Welcome back to Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. And uh, sorry for the delay with this episode. We had a few uh, issues here. Uh, Love, you want to tell them what happened with you? Well, okay. So my my mouth somewhere in there. So I I couldn't figure it out before I went to the dentist. But it felt like a toothache, and I didn't know if it was like uh, the gums or if if it was like a problematic tooth yeah and um so it just started to like ache uh, a few weeks before i got to the dentist and i thought it would just go away by so this is before we left my mouth the philippines huh you felt this before the dentist like yes like Um, you know when you had your dental uh born again experience oh no 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 sorry uh, I I mean, like before going to the dentist here in the U.S. Oh, okay. So you had this a few I weeks ago. I had it like two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to go away by mm-hmm. gargling with um, or swishing, oil pulling. And it did for a while, but it didn't really last. Um, after a while, I started having the pain again and it became unbearable. And I felt like it was something serious and I needed to see a dentist. And that's what I did. And thankfully, you were able to find a thankfully, dentist here yeah. during I think the shelter. They really in. do um, emergency stuff, okay. so I vied for that. Mm-hmm. I that's applicable to me, and I went. And then I didn't really expect, but when I sat there, and they started checking my tooth, like taking pictures and all, there was like this really bad cavity already on my wisdom mm. tooth on the right side, and. Um, they just suggested to take it out. So extraction. And right there and then, <laughs> I had it extracted. They were asking me if I wanted to wait for one more week. But I said, it's just going to be all the same. It's the same I, thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so might as well do it. Yep. You know, it's really, really scared. But, um, okay, so we're going to explain that later why you're hearing stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had it extracted. And I'm, I was just so grateful because um, the dentist who... Uh, did the procedure was actually my, the dentist of my sister here in California, and she's super good. Mm-hmm. Her name is Doctora Lou Aquino, and she is just so good. Here's how how good of a dentist. I she didn't is expect at. that we would be endorsing so many dentists, you know. Yeah, <laughs> in I this know, podcast. right? Oh, somebody replied nga, when they saw my post na team uh team toothbrush or something <laughs> from the episode <laughs> from the where. Um, we were talking about the, the interdental Hey, toothbrush. I've had two people say Team Genghis Khan already. <laughs> so I'm very happy about that. Okay. My, or, okay. <laughs> and so... All right. So, yeah, so um, sweetheart, people might be asking, how did you get a cavity when you're the one with like the 30-minute I know. This is why I was so upset. Things. Like, why would... Of all of the four of us, well, the other one doesn't really brush his teeth. Like four teeth. And he's complaining right now. Um, I had the most well, your rigorous... Doctor predict, your dentist in the Philippines predicted this would happen. Yeah, so I had the most rigorous um, toothbrushing ritual every day, Still every do. night. And uh, I was so upset that I was the one who got a toothache. But then um, when we went to the dentist and she found out that I had a cavity... I kind of already expected that because before leaving the Philippines, I was checking up with my dentist and she said that you need to have this wisdom tooth taken out because it's such in a bad position. It's like dulong dulo siya. Like yeah, the yeah. very end where it's hard to clean and it's prone to getting cavity because no matter how how good you are in cleaning your teeth or how, how hard you try in cleaning that part, 
it's just not gonna make it. So you basically had this feature in your mouth that was so home to. Yeah, uh, I think it, uh, no. that's the case for almost all wisdom teeth. As they're about to emerge. This is why uh, dentists always advise um, everybody to take out their wisdom teeth. Right, okay. So, so that's what happened to me. That's one reason why we're delayed. The other reason why is the challenge of uh, taking care of these two kids. And, and so uh, finally, we bit the bullet and... And we're recording and they're both here. So <laughs> Philip is being amazing right now. He's just sitting in a corner reading his book. But the other one... If you're hearing like <laughs> sounds of like whatever feels like there's something dropping or like, I don't know, whatever, like rustling in the background. Yeah. So let us know how this works for you. Is it too distracting? If it's too distracting, then yeah, we can't do yeah, it. This is my 11 month old. But moving. if this works, honestly, we would be able to record uh, more. M- more and much more uh, faithfully because... Then we don't have to worry about everybody else's schedule and how recording yeah. has to affect the whole family. So there. So now we go to our usual segment, sweetheart. Uh, what we're into. What we're into. Okay. You want to go first? What are you into? You want to go first? Kauna muna. Okay. I am. I am into the Dude Perfect documentary. Oh, that was so good. So if you go on YouTube and you can find it, the Dude Perfect documentary, if you've heard us talk about this or refer to this, um, it's one of our favorite shows. It actually started with me just looking for a show to watch on YouTube with Philip maybe two, three years ago. And we just really got hooked on it. And we've loved seeing them grow. I think they're at 50 million subscribers now. They were around 25 million when we were first watching. Um and so the documentary covers the entire journey. And we'll talk more about them in this week's podcast episode. But I just love those guys. They're fun. They're creative. Uh, they're silly. They don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. It's hard to find that, you know, like stars yeah. who don't, who know how to keep themselves grounded. Mm-hmm. So I love that fact about them. I love that they are self-reflective, that they realize this is a platform given to them by God. It doesn't seem to be, I'm not that close to them, but it doesn't seem to be changing their key relationships or the way they respond and they don't put on airs that go beyond you know because that's what stardom can do for you or make you think that you're an authority in areas that you're really not an authority mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. they're not like that they're, they're very clear about who they are and what god's called them to do and i think that's amazing about them <laughs> there's so, our boy yeah so the good perfect documentary that's what i'm into okay yeah how about you sweetheart um i would um agree that that's an amazing documentary i that's so fitting for what we're going to talk about today. So I'm not going to talk more about that now. Instead, let me just go to my what am I into. Um, well, I'm into like ha- the buildup of cavity and how that could just happen in a matter of like two months. Because I had a checkup February and my dentist didn't see any cavity in there. And I... You just up, said you're into the buildup of cavity. Like I'm... Of black. So, yeah. I, you're into that. Yes. I am into meaning like I was just so amazed with the fact that cavity can build up that quickly. Okay. I know this is not a marriage episode, but seriously, guys, this is the kind of stuff that marriage throws at you. I had no clue. I'm not prepared for how into the buildup of black my wife is, <laughs> you know, and yet God's calling me to love her. <laughs> 
the way Jesus loves <laughs> us. So, because naman, no, I had that experience. I mean, I it visited, was a pretty big cavity. Like it was surprising to me. It was surprising. Um, you guys can see the picture on my Instagram account if you want to. I mean, oh yes, Manu. Oh, someone's knocking. Okay, so we just let in my my niece and she just had to say hi. I love it. I love okay, it. this episode this is, is like, studio. wow, welcome to our, <laughs> our real life, life, everyday life. And Mami, so, lango naman. <laughs> <laughs> natin kung hanggang saan tayo umabot. But um, yeah, so I'm into that. I was just really surprised na in a matter of two months, you can actually have a hole in your tooth that big. And that it would build up just like that, no matter how um, hard you try cleaning your teeth. Because I did that for how the whole How do I two title months. this episode now? You know, Joe is into the Dude Perfect documentary and Carla is into plaque buildup or the rate <laughs> of plaque buildup. Uh-huh, exactly. Okay. That's it. So, well, Philip was here. He was supposed to join us for what he's into. But, but now he's going. That's what he's into because they brought hopia. That's why my niece knocked because they have hopia for us. Okay. And um, it's from a store here, and it's called Hopia Like It. Only Pinoyes can hopia. Um, think of that. No. Hopia Like It. Hopia Like It, and he really, really likes it. So I, he I left wonder us. what non-Filipinos who see that. <laughs> See that sound like what? <laughs> like what? Well, I guess it's so multicultural here in LA that people look at it and they think, "Oh, okay." That's actually funny or something. Or no, no, maybe they're like, "I don't know." You know, there, there, there's so many signs like this that I don't understand. So this is just another one of them. But yeah, <laughs> hope you like it. So anyway, hey, which reminds me, sweetheart, of a joke. Mm. Okay, I saw it in our uh, ENC Katipunan Facebook page. So some, you know, one of the questions was. What are some of the corniest jokes? So, what is the last name of uh, Joseph, the husband of Mary? What is it? Rotgam. Rotgam, okay. Joseph Rotgam? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Again, again. Wait. I know, eh? Do it. Joseph Rotgam? <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I know, just keep saying it. You're going to get it. <laughs> Joseph Rodgum. Joseph. Joseph Rodgum. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about what we were into. Ngayon, nasa daddy jokes na tayo. Ano nangyari? Alright, let's go now to our topic of the day. Topic of the day. So, what is our topic for the day? We're it's talking about calling. Calling, yeah. Yes. I think it's uh, timely to talk about this because, um, you know, we've had a lot of time to just stay in the house. And so many people are actually saying Anna, it goes both ways. And now, one, it's kind of unnerving to be in this very uncertain time where you don't know where it's headed and how things are going to go after this and you know wala na new normal na siya but on the other hand also they're very grateful for the time to be able to rest and stop from the never ending hustle bustle of life yes because I think this kind of world that we're living in really needs that and so the stop or the halt was really beneficial in that sense yes Um, and I felt like it was also good for a lot of people because it gave them the time to revisit 
their calling. Yes. Because um, because the world is changing. Yeah. You kind of think, nah. So it, does my calling change when the world changes? Yeah. Or um, is it only being reaffirmed mm-hmm. at this time? So I agree, and a, a number of people have lost their jobs. You know, a lot yes, of people exactly. have had to consider trans- or maybe some people haven't lost their jobs yet or maybe they won't but it's still making them wonder is this the industry i really want to be a part of is mm-hmm. this the company i want to be a part of mm-hmm. so we want to talk about that so at the end of this podcast you'll know your calling and uh, you'll be clear on that so just kidding no you won't uh, i don't <laughs> know i was like talaga hindi ko alam na ito pala yun na but we want to talk about some ideas about it and depending on the feedback we get um uh, Maybe turn this into a mini series as well. Uh, the yeah, questions that people have. Yeah, because I think calling is such a huge topic. Yeah, like there are many ways that you could describe it. Mm-hmm. Many ways that you could find it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that one podcast is enough uh-uh. to. Americano, <laughs> na Western, Western, <laughs> kana. You know what? I'm recording the ENC Leadership Podcast, and then uh, Ia. Uh-huh. Who built uh, amazingly our ENC leader site and also uh, gives comments I think on my we podcast. Often mention Ia on the podcast that maybe yeah, but we it wasn't good the other her. time you mentioned her. So babawiin natin. Uh-huh. Um, she said, "Ano, uh, Joseph, I'm detecting a slight American accent already <laughs> in your later episodes." Bilis mo naman ng bago ilang bon ka palang dito. Because you know, in, in America. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Lord, let me go home now. <laughs> All right. Um. So, I, I love. I like what you said about that, sweetheart. And I agree. Uh, there's different ways. One of the best descriptions of calling I've found, because you know we can get really weird about it and really mystical. Like, let's talk about some wrong ways to understand it. One way that I've seen is when people think that if you're called into vocational ministry, you have a calling, and if you're not a pastor or a missionary then you don't you don't you just have a career mm-hmm. that is completely false that is unbiblical unchristian that's not true uh every person has a call from god the other thing that we've seen is when people make the calling this mystical promised land of a job that makes them neglect the day to day the everyday or even the the current reality and they say this isn't my calling kasi and they and they neglect all of that in order to pursue whatever that dream job they have is. So basically, it's not calling. They're just really, they just really mean it as a dream job. Right. <laughs> the best definition I've seen, I forget which book it was uh, that we were reading for our seminary. But what it said was, calling really encompasses three key things. Can you hear that? That's Manu eating. Yeah. I think... I think I was just uh, browsing through your quotes on the the call. Is this the Os Guinness book? You know what? I can't remember what book was that. Because there's like four. It's not even three. It's like four. Oh no, the one I'm thinking about has three. Okay. What's your four? No, no, no. I'm not. I I don't even memorize it. I just saw the quotes, but. Um, so I I can't remember what book it was. Mm-hmm. So to my Asbury classmates, who probably don't listen to the podcast, <laughs> but uh, should that happen? But basically, what they said was there's three. Um, elements of the call of God on your life. Number one, we're called to a relationship with God. It's not even about mm, your career. Yeah. It's not even about what you do for Him. He's calling you out of darkness into light. He's calling you from death to life. He's calling you from chaos and purposelessness to a life of purpose and meaning and value. He's calling you to to know Jesus, you know, and, and find your true life in Him. That's the first aspect of God's calling for us. And so when we think about our call, 
we start with that. That's the foundation. The second thing is your vocation, what you're called to do, how you're called to make money, how you're called to add value to the world. And then the third element, which is what I love, is the vocation is more like a long-term macro, big-picture perspective. Then there's the micro current perspective. So the call of God is your relationship with Him, your vocation, and then thirdly, your immediate responsibilities. Like, what are you facing right now? Right. So, for so example, for the students mom, out there, yeah, students, you're called to, you know, you feel called to start a business one day, you know, a business that will pay people well, that will provide value, that will make you rich. These are all valid callings. But at the moment, you're at home, you're washing dishes. That's also part of your call. And cool. that helped me a lot because, you know, changing Manu's diaper or washing dishes is here call. is God's call on my life right now. Yeah, I mean, you're a part of um, this child's development and this child is going to be one of the key changers of our future. And that's already taking part in like a bigger purpose in life. Yeah, and even if it's if it's not that direct, you know, if it's like yeah, I'm just washing true. dishes. That, yeah, 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 correct. But God put me in this family. You know, and I'm to serve. called to serve here. So whatever I'm doing. So maybe some of you right now might be feeling this. Um, such a little kid can make so much noise. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some of you right now are feeling your hands tied, your options limited, your productivity lessened, and you're saying, Lord, what about your call on my life? Well, then that's what God's call on your life is. Mm-hmm. God's call on your life is to love the people in like front of that. you, to serve them, to wait in line for five hours at the grocery. And you can do that with a sense of purpose and meaning, knowing that you are obeying God's call just by doing that. I think what I like about the things you said is like, well, for the last part, no, na parang, it doesn't have to be huge. Because sometimes we have this feeling that um, a calling is only as big as, you know, starting something that will really change the world it's only valid if you're famous for it yeah or not even famous but it's like a huge thing right like like i mean washing dishes doesn't really change the world in unless that you sense. wash a billion dishes i know <laughs> but i mean to serve and to show love to your family is very micro yung pamilya mo or nag-serve ka. Pero yun yung, ano eh, um, yun yung gusto ko sa sinabi mo na calling uh, takes in both the macro and the micro. Right. It's the big things and the small things. Yeah. And the other thing that I liked is the first calling, well, at least for Christians, the calling is to God. Yeah. And I, I did read it from like one of your Asbury books also that a calling entains, entails a caller. Mm. I mean, you don't really... I'm I'm guessing for those who don't have God in their lives, it would be like you just feel something. Yeah. But for us, it's very clear that a calling cannot be apart from the one who made the call himself. Yeah. And that's um, God for us. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, those are the things that I like about what you said. Um, however, for me, naman, uh, not that, that they, I, I don't... Uh, actually, whatever you said... Um, is parang um, what do you call this? More, it's it. This is a more simple way. This is a simpler way of explaining or making people see what calling could look like in somebody's life. And I got it from a podcast with um, uh, the podcast of Kate Bowler and her guest was Angela Duckworth. If you guys don't know her, she's the the woman behind Grit. The grit is such a big term in the past few years. 
Like you must have grit to succeed in yeah, life. Yeah, it's one of the things you want to teach your children yes. for them to succeed in life. And so she was a guest on the podcast and they were talking about, well, basically it was grit. But also at the same time, they touched on calling and she gave a very simple definition, but mm-hmm. kind of re- like really get, brings the point home. And her definition is um, a calling is both infinitely meaningful, but intrins- intrinsically enjoyable. And I really, really like that because even before I heard her, um, how I pictured calling is in my head before it was like it's this thing that you do that blesses other people but also at the same time blesses yourself it's meaningful to you yeah yeah um and when i say that uh uh i give an ex- I, oh, I always give this example na parang yung mga singer diba they can bless you with their voice kasi ang ganda talaga ng boses nila pati yeah, yeah. skill nila not like me so yeah like you ganyan uh so they 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 are able to bless others by the gift that they have and yes. the skill in handling that gift. And at the same time, it blesses themselves. It is enjoyable for them. So parang to use Angela Duckworth's term, it is intrinsically enjoyable for them to do it. Now, versus somebody who's not really called to sing, those people who um, do late nights doing video, okay? And nobody is blessed by their singing. Excuse <laughs> but me. But they are blessed. How do you know? To to be hearing their own voices. <laughs> and it's meaningful uh, so pagkaganon ang tawag ko doon. significant to other people. Yeah. So ang tawag ko doon ay hobby. Okay. Hobby, yes. katuwaan, ganon. Hindi yes. yon hindi yon calling. Yes. So just to just to say na I really really liked her example. In fact, it would be a great exercise for people, I guess, because she gave an example. Eh? So for her now, it's to use psychological science to help children thrive. That's her. That's her. She yeah. makes a point to articulate her life goal or her life's calling. And for her, it was just that, just, just that short. And she pointed out that to use psychological science is something that's just enjoyable for her. Right, right. Like not a lot of people take joy in doing science but she does and for what purpose for what meaning it is to help children thrive and so it would be a nice exercise if we did that what is something that's truly enjoyable for me that I can use to further the the well-being of other people to bless other people what was it Uh, meaningful and meaningful and enjoyable so intrinsically enjoyable infinitely meaningful meaningful yeah I think what she did there was she expanded on on original work by another uh, psychologist, mm-hmm. uh, Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act 2, <laughs> when she's talking <laughs> to young... Mga, ano mo, no? Nung mga philosophers uh, na uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh-oh. the philosopher. Uh-uh. And kailangan ka-batch natin yung mga kaintindi nito. Because mm-hmm. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about Sister Act 1. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about Sister Act 2, when okay. she's counseling a young Lauren Hill before uh-huh. she becomes famous. <laughs> and Lauren Hill's got family <laughs> issues. She doesn't want to sing. And she says, if you wake up in the morning and... And you can't think of anything else but singing. You should sing. That's what she says. Oh. And so that's true. You know, there are lots of people like that. But is it meaningful to anybody else that she feels that way? So, yun lang. I think Whoopi 
added the first element of you wake up, you want to do this, but then Angela Duckworth built on that. So I love to see these psychologists uh, quote one another. Alam mo, okay din, no? Parang now, now that you mentioned that, there are so many films that kind of tackle calling without really directly calling that calling. Oh, tons of it, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Like, if you think about it, like Sound of Music. Yeah. Is that? Like, Maria is Ikaw not yung Amerikana na Sound of Music. Anong Sound of Music? Sound of Music. Spelled as S-A-N-A. M U S I C. Sana music. Because since alam natin na kalokohan na lang to, Uh-oh. may nagiiingay sa background. So anyway, di ba? Pag inisip mo yung sound of music. Talaga, ito ano? Yung anything uh, goes podcast. Ganon siya. Yun yung kaya nga how do you solve a problem like Maria? Yeah, Because in the fit. convent, Ooh, it just doesn't fit. She's a problem in the convent, but when she goes out and like try like takes care of yeah, these yeah. children like tries to mother them in some way, um, she becomes very, very fruitful. And I guess that's that's part of your calling also if you see fruitfulness you know, sweetheart, that's in that area of life. One of the like sovereign tangent, ito na, but like thoughts in my mind after launching this podcast and thinking, oh, ganito lang pala mag-podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of making a personal one, but not like yours because I like yours because it's devotions and mm-hmm, it's rich mm-hmm, in content. Mm-hmm. But I do that already for a living. So I'm thinking of like a nerdy one. Mm-hmm. Like a nerdy podcast. And one of my thoughts is like, one of the recurring episodes would be the theology that this movie espouses. Mm, yeah. So that would be is. so cool. Like, I mean, there's, there'd be a lot to talk about. So like Frozen 2, um, I think it's good that it, it, it calls back the sins of the past and holds people accountable for that. But at the same time, there is a deep, very self-centered egocentrism in the theology there. Mm-hmm. Because Elsa gets a call to adventure, a call to something greater, a call beyond herself. Mm-hmm. And it's this fifth spirit, blah, 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 whatever. And so she chases it. And the whole movie is her chasing this call that's greater than herself. And at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. who's the fifth spirit? Mm. Sha. Mm. She was calling herself. Mm. So parang th- this is a, 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 a statement to young people that, you know, the... The th- something greater about you, the thing that makes you special, is mm-hmm. it's it's you, it's inside of you. Mm-hmm. You're the one telling yourself nice. that. So anyway, where are we? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Went off on a ch- on a tangent, but you know what? I I'm gonna get back on the whole calling thing with because I just got reminded that I attended this homeschool convention about what two years ago. Were back. you reminded because of Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no, because. Um, Parang ang galing lang na iba-ibang tao ay nagde-define ng calling but more or less they play around the same things. Yeah. Like there's joy yep. and there's also meaning. Yep. Now, uh this was Donna Simpao. She homeschooled her children. All of her children are now like I think baka college na or baka graduate na. Okay. So she homeschooled for a lot of the years of her life and now she's she's done. Yeah. And she was giving this talk at the homeschool convention and she said she mentioned uh, Friedrich Buchner's definition of uh, of a calling. The place where God calls you to is uh, the place that God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger coincide. Hey, hey, I remember that. I remember Were that. You, there? you quoted that to me. Oh yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that was an excellent uh, definition. The need is so easy to see when you have a child, but the joy is so hard to find for some. 
but not for me. Whenever I prepare myself as my son's educator or whenever I am in action, which means I am right in the thick of my son's unraveling of his God-given brain, I cannot help but ask, is this gladness even real? Is it possible that I can have so much joy in something so hard? Sometimes I think it is too good to be true that all things I like to do are the very things that homeschool is asking me to do. Yes, I love that. And I think you and I feel that about what we get to do. You know, this thought. Like, honestly, I think that's what we both feel about what we do. Because honestly, as hard as our work can be, there are a lot of times, in fact, many of the times, that it just, we're lifted out of it. And we just could keep going, you know, if it wasn't for physical limitations or time mm-hmm. limitations. And you think at the end of the day, really? I got yeah. paid to do that? You know, someone wanted me to do that. I would have done that for free. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I think the word that comes to mind is grace. That you've got grace for the hardships that come with your calling. And also yeah. at the same time, I feel like um, some people might think that calling, that one of the, the signs that this is your calling is that it's not going to be hard anymore and that everything is going right, to fall into the right, right. places. It's and not it's, to say that you feel that way all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like there's going to be grace even for the hard parts, That's but it a, doesn't yeah. mean that it's going to be not challenging because it will be. And this kind of right, kind of reminds me about Dude Perfect's documentary. Yeah. When they, Hey, that's what I was into. Early. Yeah. <laughs> so when they talked about, because I, I didn't know their entire story. Did you know their entire story before this or hindi naman? Yeah. Okay. Well, not that detailed. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised that there was this part when they almost quit. Yeah. Because yeah. of how hard it was. You guys watch it. I didn't it know that lang. part that well either. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that was when they really had to um, wrestle with the call. Mm-hmm. Na, are we called to do this? Yeah. Or not? And I feel like that's what we often overlook about calling. Now there will be there there's gonna be a time where you're gonna call you're gonna be called to wrestle yep. with your calling because you can't have you're not called to too many things at the same time naman. Right. Like you can't juggle them all at once. And sometimes you need to you need to choose. And it's easy to see the benefits. Eh? It's easy to see the upsides. It's right. easy to see the highlights. But it's, you know, who who blogs or tweets or IG stories about the, the challenges, you know. And I know some people do, but what it really feels like, what it's like to be stuck in the middle there, it's hard to convey that unless you're there. You know, one picture I have in mind about this is, you know, ever since we started climbing mountains, sweetheart, you mm-hmm. know that thought? And I would be the, ako yung pinaka-reklamador sa ating dalaway when it comes to climbing mountains. I love it. I like doing it, but I'm uh-huh. always like, how much longer, you know. And uh, one thing I re- remember is just being able to see the summit of the mountain and then walking for f- hours and then looking and feeling like the summit hasn't gotten closer. Mm-hmm. You know that feeling like I can yeah. see it from far away, but paglapit ko, bakit parang walang effect? Yeah. That doesn't mean there hasn't been an effect. It's just my perception. Right. It's just my perception. And the honestly, the mistake there isn't that I saw something wrong now. I'm not doing any, the right thing now. The wrong perception is that um, nung malayo, akala ko maiksi lang pala. Hindi pala ganun kaiksi. Mm-hmm. But the dream wasn't wrong. The destination isn't wrong. The dream isn't worth pursuing. It's absolutely worth pursuing. It's just much farther than I initially thought. Mm-hmm. So, yun lang. And I think that of a lot of things. I think that of, for example, me in campus ministry and we talk about change the campus, change the world. Um, growing up, 
you know, as a 15, 16 year old hearing that for the first time and thinking, wow, yeah, I want to do that. I thought it was much shorter <laughs> than it's been. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be, and then the older I get, I see more like, gosh, it's hard pala nito. Hard pala nito. Oh. But it doesn't mean the dream is not valid. It doesn't mean the call is not valid. It's just going to take a lot longer than I thought. I'm just going to need God's grace much more and than I, I thought. And I think siguro doon mo rin makikita kung calling mo talaga. Kasi parang kung absent yung struggle, yung parang the the wrestling part where you have to choose and you have to decide that I'm going to I'm still going to do this no yeah, matter yeah. what. That's kind of one of the defining points in your life, I guess. Na yeah. this is a calling kasi yep. otherwise I wouldn't stay here. Yep. So yeah, and I, I kind of um I I was reminded the I was talking about dude perfect. Mm. Meron na naman siya yung the same thing about joy and meaningfulness yep, because yep. what's his name again? Cody Curry. Which one? The one who said dude perfect is fun, dude perfect is a job, and dude perfect is meaningful. I'm I think that was Cory. So I felt like he was just describing what calling looked like. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think the added factor here is the the dude perfect is a job. Yep. Like there is fruitfulness when you are pursuing a calling. Um, there is a value exchange. Yeah, and you're just gonna grow. And then it also reminded me of Donna Simpao. Na parang sabi niya, I only obeyed the call of God for me to homeschool my children. And it opened a lot of doors after that. Yeah, and she became a consultant. And yes, consultant, so I, I feel like that's also true for you and me, no? Na we just say yes to one thing. We feel like God is calling us to do this. And when we say yes, eventually, so many doors open up. And we are introduced to like a larger world now. Right, right. Sometimes harder, sometimes not that hard, but definitely, you know that you have a sense na because doors are opening up in this sense, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I like that distinction you're making because the reality, we've just talked about it, the reality that there is going to be struggle, that there is going to be a challenge, there is going to be a problem, but there is also promotion and an expansion of territory. Mm-hmm. And both of them are come with, with that. And, and I think we get it wrong when we think either A, na, oh, dapat walang hardship, but ka my hardship, diba? Dun tayo na, na, na sa stress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or the other thing is, we see someone who's benefiting, who's getting rich, let's be honest, who's getting rich from what they're doing, and we think, oh, oh what, what's wrong with that? Th- that's value. This person creates value and value comes back to them. That's just a, a fact of life. That's mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm, God wrote mm-hmm. the world. So I think, for example, like, like Randall, you know, for the nth time that we're mentioning him. And uh, if you haven't seen it yet, he started a new vlog and mm-hmm. you, we, we were there. We were happy to be on it with him. And as we were talking to him, I was thinking, this man just wants to help people make wise financial decisions and mm-hmm. trust God with their finances. That's mm-hmm. really what he does. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the energy in him when he's mentoring us personally mm-hmm. and when he's talking to a big group. And now when he's multiplying his, his platform through mm-hmm. the online mm-hmm. space. It's all just the same thing. If if you cut him open, it's just consistent. Uh-huh. And then now it's giving birth to to international events and all of that. Right. And, and people might think na oh, but yung ginagawa yon or ginawa niya yon para lang mapunta siya don. Hindi. Mm-hmm. This was a a natural offshoot of the calling he has in his life. You know what the idea of value? You can see that in the Good to Great uh, mm-hmm. book because mm-hmm, they have the mm-hmm. definition. Not it's not calling. They call it the Hedgehog Principle. You have to read the book to find out what it means. But basically, it's, and you've seen this online, like, you know, it's been widely publicized, 
where it's a Venn diagram, three overlapping circles. And one circle, one set is what you're good at. The other thing is what you're passionate about. And the third one is what is your economic engine? What makes money? You know, because I could be good at, I don't know, uh, dancing, right? And, and I might love it, but nobody sees value in it. Right. So nobody pays me for it. And that's what mm-hmm. calling is. It's creating value mm-hmm. that that other people can appreciate. That's all that money is. It's yeah. value. You know, you're doing something that's valuable to somebody else and they're going to exchange mm-hmm. what you're doing for something that's valuable to them, which is money. Which is why for me, to get to the heart of your calling, it really has a lot to do with yourself now. Yeah. Um, you can't force, and I feel like this is the, the trap for a lot of people in the age of social media would be like into. This is the trap that, 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 that we all fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like when we see a good calling online, it could be our calling too. Yeah. And beca- just because it's, it looks so good. Yeah. But we forget that we, we are all designed differently. Yeah. Like when you said what you are good at, I feel like um, so many people are good at something because they actually have a head start in some of those things. Yeah. Like probably like um, Randall. I don't know what his history is of, of why he's just like so good with money. It's probably because of a family background Maybe. or he's just good at math or mm-hmm. something. But there's the foundation that kind of builds to um, uh, to lead you to your calling. Yeah. And... Ganon din sa atin, di ba? Like you being who you are right now and what you do as well as me. Uh, I feel like it all starts with the design. It's like when you're a bird, you're designed to fly. And even if I tried with all my might to flap my arms, I can't as a human being right, fly right. like a bird. And it's because by design, I'm not meant to fly that way. Yeah. And I feel like that's also something that we should look into if we're like really getting into that whole calling. And there are a lot of things that play into it. One is your um, gifting, probably also personal background, personal uh-huh. history, the, bah- the way that you were brought up. So mm-hmm. many, I, I, I did hear this from Miss Eileen before. Nah. If you um, read the Bible, you see lines and lines of, this is lines of worshippers. Mm-hmm. And lines of this and that. And that's still true up until today. Like people have like families that are a line of doctors. And I feel like it's the whole history. Right. Being given to that kind of exposure. Right. That um, others might not be. Uh, right. That it might not be available to others. That makes you. That kind of leads you to where you're supposed to be in the future. Right. And this is not to say that you, we are. Uh, um, stuck with or even doomed yeah. to do whatever our families mm-hmm. have done. And sometimes this is actually a very good way to find out that you're not supposed to do what your family is doing. Uh, okay. Because no matter what you do, you can't really force yourself to love what your family loves. Yeah. <laughs> so, parang baka buong pamilya, doctor, ikaw, kahit anong gawin mo, ayaw mo talaga ng medicine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think the what you're describing, sweetheart, is a facing the facts. Right. You know, there's a lot of wishful thinking that can come in when people talk about calling. And there's a lot of envy that can come in because of how people you see other people. You see people who have careers that seem to be so ideal. And we don't see the sacrifice. We don't see the cost. We don't see even, not just the cost to get to where they are, but the cost to be where they are in the present. Um, and we think, okay, so, ganun lang siya kadali. Okay. Right, so we, we see what people are at and they enjoy it. And we think, I, I want to do that. But have we asked God, what do you want me to do? 
What have you called me to do? And honestly, sweetheart, one of my favorite things to see, one of my favorite things to watch in life is someone who's where God's called them to be and enjoying it. Yeah. I, I just love it. You know, they're, I, I just love the skill. To me, it's similar to watching a basketball highlight. It's like uh-huh. watching a, a Michael Jordan highlight. Mm-hmm. When I'm watching these people in different callings, I'm thinking, gosh, this person's great at making these decisions. That's true. So like events planning, administration, uh, personal support, healthcare, um, financial planning, accounting. Angaling. It's just a fun thing to watch for me. Yeah, I mean, like, if you watch Dude Perfect, that's kind of the feeling that you get. The, the <laughs> yeah. documentary na parang, it's amazing, but I don't think I can do this for myself. Like, if that happened to me, I wouldn't have the kind of um, desire and conviction to actually say no to some things in order for me to say yes to Dude Perfect. To be that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, mo lang na parang sila, alam na alam lang nila na this is where God is calling them to be. Yeah. Or I think about like the people I get to work with. Like, um, uh, let's take Ahira, Deva. Amazing events planner, amazing administration, and amazing at raising up people who are good at that thing as well. Mm-hmm. And she's very clear about what God's called her to do. You, you never get this grasping, entitled sense from her. Just this continued delivery and of value and mm-hmm. serving and serving and serving. And as she does that, she just gets promoted because... It, yeah. You know, that's God's blessing you following know, someone in their place. You you you're mentioning something that's been on my mind therein kanina pa eh, na Sometimes calling doesn't really come to you in like a complete um form. Mm, when when yeah. the calling comes, it's not like as if you're uh destined to be this yes. blank whatever, yes. like a basketball player yeah. or whatever, right? Um you happen to kind of like almost always no, you stumble upon it. Eh. By first obeying something that is so sure in your life. Right. And that's like, if you think about it, me, I've been, what, a public personality for how many, more than two decades already? Almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. And that started with just me joining a youth-oriented TV show. I had no plans of being popular, no plans of like being a social media influencer whatsoever. Um... But I happen to be where I am today. And I feel like a large part of it is really because this is where God has called me to be. I'm supposed to be a public personality. And that started with me just really wanting to join a youth-oriented show. Right. Ganun lang siya start. And I obeyed that. I became um, diligent. I, I was a good steward of what God put in front of me. And it eventually opened doors for me and like what you said no i i kept being promoted mm-hmm. in some way uh, I'm, i don't work in like an office i'm not a like an employee where you know you go up the ladder and you become the ceo but i do see the promotion of god in my life right and i feel like um that's how calling works it doesn't come to you right away as pause Okay, and, Carlos feeding Manu right. in order to, anyway, to, to get keep back. going. Um, <laughs> I feel like I just wanted to mention that though because um, dahil nga, hindi naman siya dumadating sa atin na tarang complete na yung calling statement mo. Um, 
I also want to warn people of like saying no to too many things just because you feel like that's not the where God has called me. Yeah, so parang I feel like we often say na ayoko, I'm not gonna take this job because I feel like this is not where God is calling me to be. And sometimes it doesn't really happen that way na first job mo palang. You na agad. You na agad. Uh, you na calling mo for the rest of your life. Yeah, I agree. And I like what you said there about uh, even examining and seeing the shifts throughout the... Like you said, this is your job, but then it moved here, it moved there. And lest anyone get the wrong idea, it's not like when you became a follower of Jesus that you decided to yung career mo dati. In fact, we've, re- we've we re-evaluated it several times uh, mm-hmm. since you've gotten saved, since we've gotten married and all of those things. And Siguro, the last tidbit that I'd like to share for, for, for people here is that four-point thing that you and I use in evaluating that. Mm-hmm. And that has been this. Uh, calling over career, character over image, message over brand, and service as success. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's something Carla and I wrote down. I don't know when, 2012 maybe? Mm-hmm. After you you were let go from and you left Umagang Kay Ganda. First of all, calling over career. Because career has to do with the specific job. Eh. But if we think that I have a calling that's not just tied down to whatever my specific job is, then we'll be able to find whatever the specific job is and we're not going to be so shaken when the specific job changes or is lost because there still is a calling, calling over career. Secondly, character over image. And this is probably more in line with your show business, but even mine uh, with being in ministry. And I guess lots of people now because we all have social media and we all have a public-facing personality. Are we cultivating our character or are we building uh, building up just an image? Mm-hmm. That's the question we have to ask ourselves. And, and for many people who think that just because I'm a social media personality and I happen to be Christian and every once in a while I'm, I'm, I message God or even if you've got great messages but if you're not working on your character and you're not giving it that much emphasis you're not in discipleship you're not in real church community there's something wrong that's not what God's calling you to do it's never at the expense of your character and you know I'd be really wary of um, being alone in the boat for the most part because uh, calling must be called out also like a big part of knowing where you're supposed to be is also a lot of people uh, confirming, confirming yeah. affirming that calling in you that they see it. And if you don't exist in a community, and if you exist what and and let's say uh, uh, a group, there's a, just a group of people following you as fans and followers. And I have nothing against fans and followers, but they're not. I don't think that they're they're the right people to tell you that you are called. To do this, that that's just one part, but right. I would say that you know what, what, where is the voice of your community and right. that community who knows you, um, even who when you're not, you. huh? Who can correct you? Who can correct you, yeah. and then who's not just there when the lights are on? Yeah, and then message over brand, and uh, you know when we shared this before, I can already hear any marketing people out there who will say, oh yeah, but a brand is a message. Yes, it is a message. But a brand is also concerned with differentiation, with making sure that I'm special, what makes me special, what makes me separate from everybody else. 
But too many people work on that differentiation part, on that separation part without having their brand stand for a greater message. Like, what is it beyond you? What is it beyond Rika Peralejo, beyond Joseph Bonifacio that this message is? And so for us, we had to go back and ask that. Like, okay, there's, if God's given you this name, you have this legacy of being a, a celebrity, what is the overall message though? Mm-hmm. Is the message just follow Rika, like Rika? Then there's nothing beyond her. There must be a message that's beyond her. There's a message that one day, Rika will not be around anymore, but that message will still be valid and will still be resounding. And yeah. we want to make sure that our lives built up towards that. And the thing is, um, brands look um, fresh and minty in the beginning, but they get old. Yeah. But when you have a message, it stands the test of time. Yeah. Because kahit na ano pa ang madaanan mo in life, no matter what season, no matter what age, that message is gonna stay. It's just gonna take different forms. It's probably gonna ask you. It's gonna evolve. To yeah. na evolve in like your meth- methods. Parang paano mo ba irerele yung message nayon? Na kung before it meant like uh, what? Uh, let's say if you're a writer, you're supposed to write. Um, on like for books before they right? on print and then this whole digital age comes and you've got a, an entire avenue for your writing to mm-hmm. be read and you get to do it online too mm-hmm. so panang yeah is your calling is your brand building books or is your message bringing knowledge to people right. where they couldn't access it at mm-hmm. first so parang hindi naman siya magcha-change kahit nagcha-change na yung mundo eh. Yeah. So yun yung isang malalaman mo na parang brand ba to or message? Kasi yung message ko can stand the test of time and the changes of life. Yeah, and your brand, we're not saying it's not valid. It's just that the message that's greater, that supersedes the brand, that's what we want to hold to more than just the, right. the brand book. The brand, you know, the brand is going guidelines. to change also. Like yeah. if you need talaga a brand to carry through your message, there's nothing wrong with that. But that one is... Not gonna last forever. Yeah. You know, sweetheart, just, you know, slight ministry interjection here. I'm so proud of our campus missionaries. We had a meeting a couple of days ago. And uh, I was watching the chat. So it, it's so fun now because you can be the one delivering the message, but you're also in the chat because the message is recorded. And so many of them were saying, Joe, remember you said 10 years ago, one day the, the world will change and we might not even have physical universities and campus ministry will need to evolve. Mm-hmm. And the need to disciple the next generation and to train up the next generation of leaders of society will still be there. But we don't want to get stuck on physical campus ministry. And so these people were saying that was 10 years ago. And yet here we are. And we didn't think it would happen this fast. But we're still making disciples. We find them on Facebook. We find them right. offline. We visit their homes when, when we can. You know, when the na sa provincia. And that's great, you mm-hmm. know, because the message transcends the brand of ENC or Youth on Fire. It's far beyond that. Yeah, and if you think about it, diba, if you are called to be in a community of believers, now that you can't gather on a Sunday for uh, for services, parang does that mean your calling has stopped yeah. to be in a community? But no. I mean, you can still continue. There are messaging groups. There are, we still hold services. And we meet our community in the comment section. Yeah. So, I mean. Until we can meet physically again. Be, oh. Yeah. I mean, like, that's what it means to be in a community and to have a church. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't um, change just because of, like, let's say, ECQ. Yeah. 
So calling over career, character over image, message over brand, and finally service as success. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, those that that last point where we were like, look, what will determine our success is if we're able to serve the purpose of God in our lives and other people, not how many likes or tweets or shares or whatever. So that's our measure of success. And yeah, that was eight years ago, love. Mm-hmm. You weren't big on social media yet. You you weren't uh, an influencer. You had just ended the morning show. And we thought, okay, maybe this is it. Yeah. And we followed those, that guideline. So there, uh, this is our calling episode. Uh, if you've got questions about it, you can let us know. Uh, email uh, Joe and Carla podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or I wanna, I'm actually very interested if they have like follow-up questions on calling because like I said it's a huge topic and I think it'll get really specific for some people uh-huh. uh, or you can ask them at our anything goes with Joe and Carla uh, Facebook group right right last segment sweetheart question, question and, and answer, answer. question and answer all right, question and answer, sweetheart. What's our question? Our question is coming from Goshen. Um, and her, I think her uh, question is, Are your you sure favorite... it's not a place? Because Goshen is a place <laughs> yeah, in the Bible. It, it sounds like it, no. But your favorite author or author spoke. Wow. Wow. I have a lot. Mm-hmm. And so let's separate from books. Huh? Yeah, Philip's going to answer also. Philip, who wrote your favorite books? Dave Pilkey. Dave Pilkey. And what did Dave Pilkey write? Yeah. Dogman. (laughs) Right. What do you like about his writing? Uh, Dogman's funny. ADHD is funny. Little Pete is funny. The characters are funny. The characters. (laughs) So you like the character development. That's called character development. You like that? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Dave Pilkey's books? Or Dave Pilkey. There's no E. Dave or Dave Pilkey. Let's go to Dave. What, What else do you like about his books? Uh, uh, the backgrounds. The backgrounds. What do you mean by the backgrounds? The 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 backgrounds, like stuff, like the like the like the stuff in the like the like the decorate in the back. Oh, the decoration in the background. Mm. Okay, so. Dogman honestly loves. I can't recommend this book enough. It to is young good. Parents. It's a it's good a book. Great book. Um, if you've read Captain Underpants and you find I didn't like that so much, it was a little mocking, uh, a little bit irreverent. I didn't want uh, that for Philip. He, we watched some of the cartoons and and we didn't like the effect. But Dogman is very different. Um, yes, there's a lot of silliness, but and it's still fun. But there's a lot of value. There's a lot of value and there's a lot of great messages there. So, thank you, Philip, um, for answering this question. What about you, sweetheart? For me, uh, still, it's C.S. Lewis. Okay, definitely. I mean, like, I feel like... It's a pleasure to read it. It's not just informative and insightful. Yeah, it's fun to read. I think ang maganda kasi sa kanya, well, one is that he's super insightful. Yeah. Like, he gives you things that you... I've never thought about before. Yeah. There's a depth of revelation that he gives in any anything that he says or writes. Yeah. And the thing is he is able to mix it so well, like balance it so well. Not not even balance, but he's got both the head and the heart. Like yes. you've got an intelligent person speaking about the most important things that are related to the heart. Right. And um I feel like that's so hard to do. 
to be able to speak that way that moves you. Because usually, uh, intellectual writing loses you at some point. Because yeah. it's just too academic. Agree. And only uh, academic people will appreciate. Yeah. That. But this one really moves the heart. Yeah. So I think that's why I really, really love him. And he has a way of really telling you the truth. Yeah. Like the hard truths of life. Yeah. And tackling it and um, really moving you to the core. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's able to, parang kumbaga sa meat, kaya niya itenderize yung meat mo. Yeah. Pero yung tinatackle niya is like something really, really deep and hard. Agree. Ako, I, I like that. And since we're saying authors and not books, Okay, mm-hmm. so we're talking about the way this person writes. Yes. Not just the content, but mm-hmm. the way they write. So, mm-hmm. a few of my favorite authors: um, Victor Hugo, uh, Les Misérables. Yeah. Just the world building, the sense of emotion, the oh gosh, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably no book has moved me emotionally as much as that, apart from the Bible, as, as much as Les Misérables. An- another one, different genre: uh, Peter Mail. Um, a Year in Provence, uh, ah, Toujours Provence ah, and Bon Appetit. So he's a British guy living in France. So he's got that dry, uh, understated British humor, poking fun at French culture while admiring it. He's not mocking it. Well, sometimes he is. But most of the time, he's just really admiring it and thankful for it. So I love those books. I could reread them. I do reread them several times simply because of the way he wrote it. Just I lo- just love how he told the story. You know, and then for history stuff, Tom Holland, not Spider Man, mm-hmm. not the actor who plays Spider Man, but the author Tom Holland, uh, who. What are you about? My favorite author. Is it my turn now? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So Tom Holland, and my favorite book of his is Rubicon, and which talks about the fall of the Roman Republic and how the strong men, the dictators like uh, Pompey and Crassus and Sulla, and ultimately Julius Caesar, took over. And uh, destroyed the that republic, so just the writing style, mm-hmm. so fresh, so new. I, I felt like I knew them. I felt like I was watching a soap opera or a TV series of the Roman Republic, not reading a book about it. Yeah, uh, I would have to add um, Kate Bowler also. Okay, uh, I first encountered her on New York Times, and when I read her writing, I was like, just so wow. Parang what kind of well. She comes from a position din naman kasi na that is given to like great revelation and insight. Yep, she yep. is a cancer. Well, she's still a cancer. I was going to say survivor. Ano ba yan? Survivor nga ba? Oh. Well, she's I mean, fighting cancer. She's so, fighting you know. cancer. And um, it's just the way that she writes. Like so, parang there's just a gift of putting into words what everybody else experiences. Mm-hmm. But, um, iba lang talaga the way that she puts it in the words. Yeah. And you are, ito yung mga tipong, ano, matutweet mo kasi sobrang na-capture niya in one line kung anong ibig sabihin ng buhay. Yeah. Ganon. Yun yung mga gusto ko na klase ng yeah, yeah. writers, I guess. So, it would be hard for me to appreciate you if you are somebody who's coming from nothing. Like, if you only had flowery words and a very good sense of poetry in you but not really describe life to me. And 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 um, give to me something that is true about the world and the about people. Parang it would be hard for me to appreciate. Yeah, I got a few other uh, ones of mine. Um, couple of friends and one Filipino. Love Filipino writing. Ambeto Campo. Ayo oh. For sure. Again, again. Ano rin eh, I think it's the quirk. 
yeah. that we're after. It's not so much. It's the readability, eh? And readability can take many forms. Yeah, I think what we both like about Ambeto Campo is that he's just he has a way of um telling stories that are rather common and find something uncommon about them. Yes, it's and a unique give perspective. Give you a fresh perspective on something na that's that's kind of like a stale knowledge na like heroes, diba? Ano siya, Jose Rizal yung specialization niya. And what he does is Jose Rizal is not really just that person who died for the nation, but he is this person who makes utang yeah. in Spain. And has like uh, scandalous love affairs. Yeah, and that he's got, <laughs> ano, parang he's a small person, so he, he's he got this... Uh, small man complex. Small man complex. Yung, parang, <laughs> it's just so fun to read him because I feel like it's also ano eh, the ability to give you something new and not to be repeating um, stuff that you hear over and over lang again. Yeah few other authors um, I was gonna say Pastor Steve Merle I like his clarity and his decisiveness mm-hmm. in, in writing but if I'm gonna go there I really like William Merle his son better better okay yeah William's got head and heart and uh, it's just it's just unimpeachable you know when I read what he's writing it's like wow not only did I learn so much I just can't you know he he, he, he means exactly what he says he never goes beyond uh, never say, understates so he makes powerful points but he's not uh, he's not timid to, do, to doing it but he's very accurate in the way he writes so I love that and then also another friend of ours uh, Adam Mabry I love the way he writes um, I love the fact that he doesn't sacrifice truth for punchiness he's very punchy his, his points are very well made lots of quotable quotes lots of boom statements but not at the expense of truth and I think you and I have talked about this a lot, sweetheart, where we do not like when people are talking about um, yung pa-effect yeah. na Facebook posts, pa-boom statement, pero Mm-mm. hindi naman tama. Alam mo, yun mm-hmm. yung mas tama pa yung, mas tama pa yung, mas hinabol pa yung, ano, yung layout mm-hmm. sa Instagram kaysa mm-hmm. sa katotohanan. So, yun. Alam mo, actually, <laughs> hindi lang yung layout. Minsan nga, perfect eh perfecting statement pero alam mo lang that it doesn't come from something true it's oh, yeah. it's not anything deeper than that it's just the this person was trying to write something that is treatable yeah but wasn't really coming from place of personal revelation himself yeah or journey with god yeah yeah na halatang halatamo it's a hollow statement yeah so that's what i like about adam Avery. so Sorry, long answer for a short question. I would have to like mention so many more authors yes. if not for the baby. I yep. think he's time's up for us. We gotta go. Right. Thanks Thank for you listening. all for enduring. Please let us know if this was works. Yeah. If this was if this worked for you. Is okay. this this is this does it does it sound funny? Because if you could see around us, the room is it's like a, a mess. mess. It's chaos. Okay, uh-huh. there was a mini tornado here named Manu, who ripped through the room. But uh, if somehow, in terms of sound, it wasn't that bad for you, then that would be great. So if you want to reach us, you can email us as anything goes with... Uh, uh, no, sorry. Joe and Carla, Joe and Podcast. Carla Podcast. at gmail.com and at our Facebook group, Anything Goes with Joe and Carla. Thank you so much and we will meet you again next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. My papa had a hard time editing this because of Manu's talking. So we put it in one place. Enjoy! Yeah! Okay, we are being called. 
yeah. to attend immediate to responsibilities child. okay check if it's poop na I'll tell you later. Mama wanted to know more about Dude Perfect because we t- we're talking yeah, about we're Dude talking Perfect. Yeah, we're talking about Dude Perfect. Can you not interrupt? Thank Thanks. you. Um, yeah, and what would what were you saying? Uh, the cost and also the increase. Yeah, are part of it. I was gonna say something. No, wala sa mind ko. Well, let me. Okay, pause. Mm-hmm. Because no matter. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. You're helping. Thank you, Philip. Because no matter what you do, it's just not. Okay, boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's not where God is called. Yay. Hi, I think Manu. He it's his time to talk also. Okay. And we sat down and we were like, okay, what's the next step? And okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just won't stop talking. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so definitely... Uh, okay. Manu's calling right now. Okay. Is to speak. To character over calling. Uh, character over image. Yung... <laughs> yeah. And... And also, hi. Okay. Um, Manu is, is trying to take to Carla's take headphones uh-huh. and but he's I talking think, into them. Yeah. Hi, baby. Um, I think what's different about Ambeto Campo also is how. <laughs> Are we gonna finish this? We're so close to the end. 